Hi guys, and welcome back to the Foots, Bants and Everything in Between podcast with me, Marcus Elizondo Darwin. And me, Noah Cowan. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about Premier League matches during the week and the weekend matches that have just passed. Including the big talking points as it tightens up at the top of the table and we say a sad goodbye to Meza Ozil. So get comfortable and get ready for some more Foots, Bants and Everything in Between. I'll go first with with uh, one of the matches that I want to cover. Go ahead, mate. Burnley on you. versus Manchester United. Tell me more. Tell me more. So this game was actually supposed to be the first Premier League game of the of the Premier League season that Man United were going to play, but it got called off because United played into the semi-finals of the Europa League late into the summer, and the season was starting early, so um, they had to delay the game. So, throughout the whole season, Man United have had a game in hand on Liverpool, and this was finally the game. So, this is the first time that Manchester United have ended up on the top of the Premier League table after 17 games since the final day of their title-winning campaign under Sir Alex Ferguson in 2012-2013 season. Uh, Man United won 1-0, and the man who turned up, who doesn't usually turn up, so I was happy that he did, was Paul Pogba. Oh, nice. Yeah, but it was a, such a nice volley. It did take a deflection and went straight through Nick Pope's legs. Um, it was quite bitter because yep. I love Nick Pope and I feel like he'd be such a good keeper for England. But I can see funny. why you think that. I can see why you think that. Yeah, but it, it was funny for, for him to get megged by Pogba. Yeah. <laughs> Another interesting uh, thing about the, the match is that this is um, Manchester United's first away clean sheet of the season in the Premier League. Oh, okay. They've conceded 11 in their previous seven matches away this season. That's a big stat. It's a, le- it's a leaky defence, isn't it? It is, it is, it is. It is, it is a leaky defence. Uh, I think Bally, because yeah. Bally was uh, starting in this game, he obviously helps the defence out he a does. lot. He does, he does. Uh, I'm not sure why Lindelof started against Liverpool, uh, but we'll cover that a bit later. Yep. And the last thing I want to cover on on this thing is obviously Man United have gone first in the Premier League table after this. Yeah. Uh, three points clear of Liverpool. But also, um, Burnley have scored just one goal in the last 10 home league games against Man United. Jesus. Compared that's, to 20 that's, in that's their previous one. 10 versus Man United at Turf Moor. So, at home as well. They've only scored one goal in the last 10 yeah, home games I against know. Manchester United. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It, it was a very boring game. Um, Burnley played Brexit style football, you know. You think you're going to get the job done, but it just lasts forever and ever and nothing exactly. really gets done. Exactly. That was that was the same with with Burnley. Um yeah. this time out. So go go on Noah. You Should tell I tell you me... about my my first game that I've picked out for apart from go the past on. I'm week. intrigued. I'm intrigued. Okay. So Sheffield United v Tottenham. So okay, okay. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Fifth minute. Um, Tottenham turned up away. Uh, Sheffield United. Fifth minute. Son whips a beautiful corner in, and Oreo gets uh, the header in. Um, Oreo. <laughs> Oreo. Oreo. <laughs> Oreo. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so the ball gets ripped in by Son uh, he jumps up the uh, Sheffield United defender tries to get up he- heads, tries to header it away from goal uh, and he just gets on the end of it and it goes in the goal great start from Tottenham um, it was it was Harry Kane scored the nicest goal in the 40th minute there was a bit of a slip up in the midfield um, uh, in, the, in, the, in the Sheffield United half Harry Kane picks the ball up and pings the ball in bottom right. Nice classic goal from Harry Kane, who has Noah, been on the I most unbelievable. Go ahead, mate. Go ahead. Right, we we've covered this before in the first episode. I want to cover it again, right here, right, right now. now. I'm going to ask you the big question. Are you ready? Fire away, bro. Fire away. Is Harry Kane the most complete player in 
football in the world. One hundred percent, mate. He he's come back from from the summer um, when they were all playing their the previous season's games, and he's just blown me away. Um, he's come in for Tottenham and he's scoring goals left, right, centre, making the most unbelievable passes through 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 defenders' legs, uh, putting people in, putting lovely balls into people like Son, who he is just. He partners up with with so well. He's got um, amazing strength, doesn't he, Harry he does. Kane? To be he able does. to shield the ball away from defenders yeah, and then does. turn around, and he just knows where the goal is, goal so he's is. able exactly. to turn around and, and shoot. And that's like what we saw in the goal against Sheffield United. It was. Um, then McGoldrick for Sheffield scored uh, a goal, quite a nice goal for them actually. Um, Considering they they they're not the best side, are they? Um, they're not. They're not this season. They haven't had the best of runs so far. Um, McGoldrick basically ball gets swung in, um, and McGoldrick gets on the end of it, and scores a really nice goal for for Sheffield. So, am I right in saying that Sheffield United went in at half time two nil down, and they yep. came out with a different bit of a, of a passion? Yeah, and I mean, McGoldrick got the goal. They they were probably surprised to be to be just only two 0 down. They probably yeah. were su- more, they were probably were thinking about maybe oh it's going to be a, something like four 0 at half time. Uh, so I'm guessing they're probably a bit surprised that they were they were probably still in the game. Is probably what they thought. And they came back out, kept the ball at their feet for a bit, but Tottenham then just took it away with an absolute screamer from Ndombele. He um, identified that the keeper was standing on the left side of the goal um, and flicks it over the keeper's head and the ball goes in, which is... I mean, it was quite a lucky goal for for, for Ndombele because I've never seen that happen in, in football before, but he he puts it in and that and that's 3-1 Tottenham. Do you think he meant it? Do you think he meant to score the goal or do you think he was trying to cross it back in? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was trying to think about. Um, you could sort of see where he was going in that think he probably wanted to put the ball ball in the, in the box for someone to get their head on or something yeah and it's just hit the outside and it's of his just hit the, and exactly and goes in it's funny because um when arsenal played chelsea a couple of weeks ago saka scored scored a worldie did he um and when he was asked if it was on purpose or not he said yeah i saw the keeper of his line now yes yes from I've a viewer's point of view it just looked like he he miss kicked across. Exactly. And it went in. Yeah. Um, and that's the same with the Ndombele goal. It is. It is. Um, whilst we're on on uh, Tottenham, I want to ask you a quick question. Go ahead, mate. So Jose Mourinho, and we've seen this in the All of Nothing Amazon original documentary that they made about Tottenham. Tottenham, yeah. Um, he's told Deli Ali that. He's a great player, but he needs to put more effort in the training ground. And yes. now all of a sudden, we're seeing Deli Ali being left out of the squad. He's yeah. not on the bench. He's not playing games. And now he's being linked to PSG to go on loan. Yeah. Do you think his career is sort of being ruined by the way that Jose Mourinho has, has treated him? Because when you're not playing first team football it's very hard to get into an england squad it is and delhi ali was holding a place in that england squad and he, he was, was a very he good was. player so as i'll elaborate a bit more on that so he as you say he, he had a decent like quite comfortable position in that england squad in that england team no one was really challenging him he was sort of getting quite a nice easy ride obviously went to the world cup um and then obviously you've gone and said that he uh, marino's left him out of the squad completely um this this may be due to um Marino being a bit of a bit picky and him Marino just try, always trying to pick the best team um which I think I 100% think Delhi Delhi Ali should be in, in in the Tottenham team because from what I've seen of Delhi Ali he's an unbelievable unbelievable footballer he is, uh, he's he got is. a huge huge talent huge amount of skill um uh, and he yeah that's why I think he should be he should be staying at Tottenham, and but then it's, he has to go on. It it's odd because you see, you you look at that Tottenham team now, and it doesn't have Ali in it. But yeah. what it does have all of a sudden is Hoiberg, that who they acquired from Southampton over the yeah. summer, 
who Mourinho loves because he's the dirty player. He does all the grafting in midfield. Grafting. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got um, you've got Bergwijn now, who's playing on yeah, on the wing, and you've got Ndombele, who's now suddenly playing decent. Yeah. So when you're a player like Ali, who's got a lot of flair, um, but doesn't have a particular great skill, yeah, in one aspect of the game, you know, Ndombele can pick out a pass. He's very good at you know finishing. We've got Bergwijn, who's fast and then again very good at getting positions or crosses into the box. Exactly. And then you've got Heiberg, who's very good at breaking up the uh, possession of the other team and then playing the ball forward. You do, yeah. So, uh, I feel bad for Ali. I do, I do, yeah, I do. I was about to say that, yeah. And I feel like it would be good for, for him to go somewhere. I don't feel like PSG would be the right move for him. But then, yet again, PSG are a decent club. They um, are, and, um, and he would get quite a lot about quite a lot of experience out of them playing with the likes of Mbappe and, and, and would, others. He would. He Mbappe, would. Neymar, exactly. Uh, you got Icardi there now. You, you got do. you got Verratti in the midfield, and you got Ander Herrera in the midfield with him as well. So we can learn a lot from them. Exactly. It's it's all about experience, I think, Marcus. Let's it say Deli Ali does go to, to PSG. He's going to get a whole new style of football out there, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he is. And which it's, will build it's a, his confidence back up again. Yeah, and it, it's a league that's not as difficult as the Premier League. It's not. So he might be able to, you know, just relax a little bit and have that extra second or split second on the, on ball, the ball where he can make yeah. that clinical, um, critical pass or yeah. shot. Yeah. So moving on to the next you, game. Go ahead. Fire yours away. I want to cover the... Um, Wolves West Brom game. Yes. Huge Midlands derby. Huge Midlands derby, yeah. West Brom away at Wolves at the Molyneux. You know, Wolves have had some huge um, in um, injury. Yeah, they have. Uh, with the likes of Jimenez. Jimenez is, is suddenly, you know, he's out for a long time because of his fractured skull. And. Yeah. You sort of feel like they they don't have their firepower anymore. You know why that is? Can I just interrupt you? Go on. It's because they um they sold they sold their their one and only player, mate. Jota. Yep. It's true. It is but true. But not only that, it's not only that. It's the fact that Adama Traore he's gone missing. Underperforming. Yep. He's underperforming. He's not he just underperforming, Noah. What is he doing he... then? Tell me. What's worse than underperforming? He's invisible, yeah, Noah. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, invisible. he's invisible. He is. He is. He's, you know, gone, um, off the, he's gone off what Wolves' radar completely. He, um, and, he's and gone then, off everyone's exactly. radar completely. Which you know, they're mean... looking for... They're looking for the Air Malaysia flight MH370. Exactly. They should be looking for Adama Traore. Yeah, they should be. And soon enough... He'll be start. He'll start getting forgotten about in in squad selection, in team selection. He should. He, yeah. He, he should and he would because I'm telling you now, when Jimenez is back in this squad, um, Fa uh, Fabio Silva, the new Portuguese wonder talent that they've brought in, not quite he's the not Magda getting dropped. Thing. No, he's not. He's not getting dropped. He's not. He'll play out on the wing instead of Traore. Traore right now is like a Ferrari, Ferrari without a steering wheel. Yeah. He's fast he's, in a straight line. He is. But he's got no control over himself. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. West Brom had two penalties this game. Yeah. Uh, one of them was deserved in the eighth minute. Uh, Pereira putting it in the back of the net. Very tidy. Clean goal, sort of, isn't it? It, it was clean. It was. Yeah. It was clean. It. It definitely wasn't. Um, me on the toilet after an Indian. I tell you that. It, it was clean. <laughs> the banter. The banter. <laughs> the banter. The banter. Um, but the other penalty, it, it was soft, but VAR gave it, and uh, we spoke with Finn last time on the on the show, and we said as long as VAR is consistent, it doesn't matter if they're soft or not. As long as it's yeah, consistent. Exactly. As long as it's consistent. 
if it's if it's the same in all games, as a as a as a as a supporter of of football, I'd be very happy myself. I would, I would, I would. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool will get a lot more penalties that way because Salah and Mane are, are very soft. Oh, be quiet, be quiet, <laughs> be quiet. Um, so, Fabio Silva scored a great goal. And this is the first time I've really studied this player. Yeah. He's he's special, I'll tell you that. He, I see a lot of Harry Kane in him, to be honest. Well, you can't compare him to Harry Kane just yet. You can't, you can't, but you can say he's got the similar traits. Similar so playing style, I, similar traits, yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah, what I saw that was very surprising in such a young player was the goal that he scored. So the ball was crossed in, and he had time to control it with his chest and drop it down, and then he backed he used his strength to push the defender sort of away, so he shielded the ball like Harry Kane does. He, he does, yeah, yeah. And then slipped it in the back of the net. It was magnificent to see from such a young player. It's just confidence, then, isn't it? It is, it is. And then big man Bolly. Yeah. Um, he nearly scored with a little um, flick, back heel flick. Uh, it didn't come off, but then he scored uh, a beautiful header. Yeah, and exactly. Then Semi Ajay, he scored. It, this, it was a beautiful goal from West Brom. So they like crossed it around, headed it, and then they played one cross into the box and then a header through ball. And then a Jay, um Oh no, sorry, I'm actually talking about the save that Rui Patricio put in. So a Jay tapped this in um yeah. from this play and Patricio made it a sick save. Um but then later on a Jay went and scored um a nice tap in. Can I ask you a question, Marcus? You can I don't know I don't know much um about the keeper. Can you can you explain more? So Rui Patricio, he's been in the game for a long time. Um, Portuguese international, um, first team player for for Portugal. Starts. Um, yeah, yeah, he starts every yeah. game. And that's um, good to hear. He's a he's a key part of uh, Nuno Esperança's squad. Yeah. And. Um, is I wouldn't say he's a good goalkeeper, like a brilliant goalkeeper, but I would say he's definitely he's he's a decent goalkeeper. goalkeeper. Yeah. But the thing that scares me about Wolves is that they don't have a good backup goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. Yeah. And Patricio's thirty-two. He is. He's getting old now. He is getting old, and I feel like. A few more years in him before he, you know, he doesn't age like fine wine. Yeah, he'll exactly, start, exactly. He, he will start losing his skills. Like, I don't know, milk. Milk yeah, goes off after a long time. It does. So, yeah, I feel like he's going to age like milk and not wine. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, huge result for West Brom. Big Sam Allardyce with a, with a huge three points there. Sammy, eh? And it's helping them in the relegation battle. Obviously, doesn't help Sheffield United in the relegation battle. Um, but, you know, West Brom starting to get their mojo back. We could see it in this game. It, it takes balls to go to, to the Molyneux and to it play does. Wolves in the way that they did. They played with no fear. I think the the transfer of Snodgrass from West Ham to West Brom really helped them in that game as he, he's like a key winger. He's fast and he does all the dirty work. He has great work ethic. And I feel like it's a matter of time before we see um, West Brom to their full potential again. Yeah. Should I tell you about my one? Go on. So this one, obviously, quite a low-scoring game. Um but a good game, um, good good game for Finn, who we had on the pod uh, in the last episode. Brighton. Can I guess what game you're gonna you're gonna say? Go ahead before I say it. Right. You said the words Finn. You said yeah. low scoring game. You <laughs> said mildly boring. Yeah. Is it Brighton versus Leeds? It is. It is. So this was a good game on Brighton's. Brighton's front. Um, Bamford and Rodrigo for Leeds uh, didn't turn up. 
felt like they weren't on the pitch. And started off uh, very nicely for Brighton. Um, Trossard and McAllister were linking up well, um, which meant that they were they were they, they entered the box. Trossard, McAllister, McAllister, one two, and it was finished off really nicely by Mope. Uh, Mope terms, actually loves scoring. He does. He loves Leeds. He he lo- he also loves scoring those those goals where. Sorry, if, sorry, Finn, if you're listening to this one, but he also loves those goals where you can just tap the ball in. He does. He's um, he's a striker that can smell where the ball's gonna land. Exactly, exactly. He is. He is. He's uh, got a good sense of smell on him. He it does. It could be does, all the all the cheese tasting he's done as a young French exactly, boy. Exactly, a young French boy. Or, all, you know, all... maybe he's out on the fishing boats when he's younger, smelling where he can nick the the British's fish, but we don't go into that. We don't go into we don't, that. We don't. We don't want to piss them <laughs> off that much, do we? Um, <laughs> this, this, obviously, this game was good for Brighton. They were all over it, in my point of view. Going to Leeds away is obviously quite hard for Brighton. So they obviously hopped on the coach and arrived at Leeds and played very well. So this put this help obviously helps them in their relegation battle because. You said at the end of either last episode or the episode before, Marcus, you said that you wouldn't be surprised if you see Brighton uh, rele- get relegated. And they, they are still getting relegated. They're getting relegated. All right, you can think that. Uh, but uh, it, it was it was good for Brighton. Nice game for the, from them. They turned up and um, Leeds did not. And you know how we have all these pundits, you know, saying... Uh, Bielsa, he's a great manager, great philosophy within the league. We Leeds do, yeah, team. yeah. I just want to give you a fact about this game. Go on. Leeds have now conceded 14 league goals at Ellen Road, their home stadium, this season. That's as That's many a big fact. as they shipped in 23 home games last season in the championship. Jesus, some big facts coming out there, boy. It's they really need to get their act together. They do. Leads do. They do. They do. Otherwise, not. They're not. They're not. I mean, they're not. Nothing bad's gonna happen to them. But they just need to. They're a team who, who can pull out a very, very good performance. So they need. They do need to pull out. Pull, pull the pull the hat out of the bag or whatever it is. Whatever they're saying is. Look, in the last four league games, they've won two, drawn one, and lost one. That's Brighton, right? Yes. Leeds United have lost eight of their last ten league matches against Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. And this game was the first time that Brighton have won a Premier League game since beating Aston Villa in November. Ending a nine-game winless run. Bloody hell. Excuse my French, but that is big, big, big. Excuse your French. Mupe will be all over that later. He will be talking about <laughs> Brighton, won't he? He will. Uh, he will. The thing that really annoys me with Mupe is his celebrations. Well, yes. Is, is, surely that's because when they played Bright, uh, Man U, they, uh, he did... He did that celebration. He does the crying celebration. He's so cocky. Like, mate, you're playing for Brighton, all right? I mean, we all we can all guess what he's doing on the weekends, can't we? You know, if yeah, he's not can. out playing football, we can, we can. He, he might be playing with some other balls, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, the Let's next game, next I want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I'm going to have to go Man City, Crystal Palace. Explain, explain. All right, so, big game for Man City. They're on the title charge again. They need as many points as they can they get, can whilst get, Man United yeah. and Liverpool are are drawing and losing. And obviously, this was a great time for Man City to gain points on both those teams as they were playing against each other this weekend. And um, just just two words. John Stones. Oh my days! See, so he is 
Is he a defender? Because right now he, he looks like he's replacing Sergio sure, Aguero mate. at striker. I'm not sure. I think he will, mate. He scored two goals in this game. He scored more goals this year than Anthony Martial in the Premier League. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He's turning, so, turning, John Stone's it, on turning, the... in, turning into a striker, mate. He is. That's what we love to see, John defender Stones. turning into a striker. <laughs> uh, um, who was it? So, uh, Rio Ferdinand, I remember he used to play back in the day. Um, and I remember our keeper got sent off and Rio Ferdinand played played in goal. <laughs> so, I think John Stones has got the same idea, but maybe scared of um, of some balls flying at him. So, he's decided to, to go up and try and score some himself. Um, so, so in this game, John Stones got on the score sheet. He scored twice, and Gundogan again. Yeah, the name who the name which keeps coming up. It just keeps on coming up recently, everywhere. It's just popping up everywhere. He played amazing in the Carabao Cup semi final against Man United. Um, he he's played good in the past two uh, past two match weeks for Man City. He's someone who's been given a second chance by Pep Guardiola and is really he is. taking it. He is really he is taking really the taking chance. It. And Raheem Sterling, uh, lastly, on the score sheet, he had a woeful penalty miss, but that's all behind him now. Um, Crystal Palace didn't turn up. Man City had 13 shots. Crystal Palace had two. They had none on target. Man City had 73% possession. And this stat, that I'm about to tell you now. This is exactly why Guardiola is labelled one of the best managers in the world. Tell us. They had 747 passes that game. That is a lot. 747. That is a dominant midfield. That is a dominant midfield. And they had a pass accuracy of 90%. I mean, that just explains it all, doesn't it? I mean, they're playing... Their midfield for this game... Was De Bruyne, Fernandinho, and Gundogan? Yeah, that explains it all. It explains everything, and they've got defenders that are comfortable on the ball. They've even got a keeper who's comfortable on the ball. Exactly. Um, overall, City. They're going to win the league. They are. Um, I don't. They're just they looking were, but, like you know. a team. I mean, they have a chance, of, like but a uh, still back Liverpool, mate. Really. Yeah. Well, I still um, back them. I'm always going to back them, Marcus. You know me. I'm always <laughs> going to back them. I know, but there's a point where you've got to stop ba- uh, backing something that's never going to happen. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be another 30 years before you win your next one. Uh, I'm not sure about that, man. We'll see at the end of the season. I know, but we'll you're a Liverpool who's... fan. You're delusional. You, you, we'll see, we'll... you don't speak the truth. We'll see which captain from which team who plays in red will lift that trophy all right well it's going to be harry Maguire, isn't it you're going to see a first ever fridge hold up a premier league trophy (laughs) (laughs) so i just want to give you a quick um interesting fact on this man city game and that is that man city are the first team this premier league season to win five in a row that's mental and they're now unbeaten, unbeaten in nine games in the Premier League. They've won seven and drawn two. Mental. Premier League charge. I'm telling you now. I, exactly. They're on for it, and, mate. They're on for it. You know, um, their defence of Ruben, Ruben Diaz and John Stones. It, hold on, really hold on, hold on. John Stones Go is on. not a defender, mate. He's an attacker, all right? So, okay, okay, sorry. Well, the makeshift attacker, John Stones, playing in defence with Ruben Diaz. So they have kept nine clean sheets in the Premier League this season. They have. um, Which is the most after 17 games of a single season in the competition. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just... So they've broken a record there. They have. And they moved up to second in the Prem with with this game. Two points behind Man United with the game in hand, so it doesn't look like we'll be on top for much longer. And um, Crystal Palace have failed to score 10 of their last 14 away games in the Premier League. Mm. They've failed to score in 10 of their last 
14. 14. So they need to start getting that they act need together. To, they need, they do like. need to get their act together. They If they want a chance of doing doing well this, this season, they will have to get their they act do, together. They do, they do. All right, well, I want to hear your last game before we head into the big one. So another 1-0 win. Um, do you want to have a guess who, who, who I'm gonna, what I'm going to say? What, what game? You've said 1-0. You've covered Brighton-Leeds. I'm going to go with, is it Chelsea-Fulham? Other way around, but yes, it is. Um, Fulham, Chelsea, went, uh, Chelsea went away to Craven Cottage, which is not that far, obviously, not that far from Chelsea. So <laughs> What a name for a stadium, Craven exactly. Cottage. I don't exactly. know why, but whenever, whenever, whenever I hear the name, I just think of cottage cheese. I, I, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> it's quite funny. With some weird people. To exactly. Start of exactly. So, they um, Chelsea went away to Craven Cottage. Obviously, not that far of a drive for them. Fulham, on the other hand, were obviously still in the bus, um, even, even though they didn't have to go anywhere. Did, this was Chelsea. They just not show up. No, they did not show up, even though they were at home. Frank, obviously, you might you might hear the, the news that Frank Lampard, if he doesn't get his own act together, will hundred percent hundred percent get the see you later nod from 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 Chelsea because he hasn't been really? he hasn't been doing very well for Chelsea recently. So he's got to get his got to get his act together, as you say. Well, I mean, Chelsea fans describe Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as a PE teacher. <laughs> He's a PE teacher, Frank. Frank Lampard. Oh, Frank Lampard. I nearly called him Fat Frank. <laughs> Frank <laughs> Lampard needs to attend some PE lessons. He does. He does. He does. He does. Um, so on the wheel. Tell me how good does it feel? So anyway, Chelsea's uh, Chelsea's win at the at the at Craven Cottage ended a run of three straight Premier League defeats on the road. This was just. This was the Blues. Fourth away clean sheet of the season after keeping just one last term. Really? Yes. Which means that they did come to, to Craven Cottage and they did pull out a win, which is very good for them, uh, considering they haven't been doing very well at the, uh, at the re- at recent times. Who for scored the, for Chelsea? Uh, who scored for Chelsea? Mason Mount in the 78th minute. He's one of those people who is sort of trying to secure his place in the England squad at the moment. Um, I think he has. Gareth Southgate, Gareth Southgate love loves him. Yeah. As you said in the last episode, if Gareth Southgate told Mason Mount to go and hump a goalpost... Lick post, a goalpost. <laughs> yeah, we can say that as well. He he would go and do it. So, as you say, team, uh, would, Mason, but... Mason, sorry, Mason Mount has secured his place in that England squad. But, uh, but he has been playing good. Mason he has, has been. I mean, we can't really take the piss out of him that much, but he has been playing well for Chelsea at the moment. Uh, he which has means been playing that, good. Which means, which means that Gareth Southgate, even though he tells him to go and hump a goalpost, can also see the good bits in him. Um, another thing that I want to ask you about is... Chelsea signed Havertz and Werner. They were the two they did. headline signings headline over the signings, summer. Yep. Have they had their flight from Germany to England yet? I'm 100% going to agree with you there. I don't think they've landed yet, to be honest. They, they haven't landed, have they? they? The only goal I've seen Timo Werner score for Chelsea is against a really weak team of Brighton. So... I saw um, that Kai Havertz got a hat trick against some um, League Two side in the exactly, um, and that's Carabao why I don't think I, that's why I don't think their flight has landed in a Gatwick Airport yet. To be honest, I think they're stuck at customs, mate. I, I do, I do. I think I think one of them's uh, passport is out of date, and the other one is getting checked for, for some dodgy substances. Yeah, well, I mean, the way T- uh, the the speed of Timo Werner would suggest he's on some speed, wouldn't he? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, should we should we get into the to the main event? 
one more thing about this Chelsea Fulham game. Uh, Go on. You could say Fulham were unlucky because Anthony Robinson, forty fourth minute red card, saw Fulham get put unlucky. Down did you watch? Did you did, so, have so, you seen that challenge, mate? Yes, but you could. But I do no. I mean, I've seen the challenge. I'm just saying it in terms of uh, unlucky that they can get a goal back because they were a player down. Oh, oh yeah, but the challenge. I am um, wow. I watched that challenge maybe. 20 times. Was it was it a big challenge? Was it a dodgy challenge? It was, was dodgissimo, mate. Full on, full on took Aspilicueta out. And you know who stood up for Aspilicueta? Who's it? Who stood up for him? The same guy that would hump a, hump a, hump, a dead moose? No. Yeah, goalpost, not a dead <laughs> moose. It was uh, Mason Mount. Mason Mount, yeah. And, um... So it's quite it's quite interesting that we've analysed this because yes, Manchester United's uh, next game is against Fulham. Uh, how do you think that one's going to turn out, mate? Uh, score prediction 2-0 Manchester United. Score prediction 2-1 Fulham, mate. 2-1 Fulham? They can pull a win like that out of the bag. I, I promise you that. Well, I'll see you next weekend. Well, we'll see. Ex- as you say, we'll see you next correct. weekend. Exactly. All right, so Big one. I, feel, I feel like it's time for the for is the main for event. The, is it for the hosts' rivalry? It is. It is. So um, I'll analyze the the United part first. You analyze yeah, the ahead. Liverpool part. Yeah. And then we'll have uh, we'll take the boxing gloves off and have a scrap. <laughs> exactly. No gloves. Right. No gloves. No referee. <laughs> right, just, exactly. Just right. No far away. Way. Far away with your point of view, then, mate. All right. Boring game. Agree. 100% agree. We say Ole's at the wheel. <laughs> that wheel, that wheel today was was belonging to a bus and the bus consisted of McSauce aka McTominay, Fred and our defense. I don't agree. understand why Fred and McTominay play together. Man United have got enough quality that they only need to play one holding midfielder and then let Bruno and Pog... Let me just confirm forward. this. This bus was a double-decker bus, right? That's why it was mm. slow. It, it was a double-decker bus. A slab head of Maguire it takes up two, <laughs> two floors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, carry um, on. So... An interesting tactic by Oli was that he played Pogba out on the right wing, uh, Rashford through the middle, and Anthony Martial on the left. I feel like that was a very um, weird tactic, but I, I thought to myself, you know what, maybe he's done some homework, maybe he's found some weaknesses exactly. down on that right that Pogba can expose. Um, but throughout the whole game, um, I didn't know that Anthony Martial was even on the pitch. He he was just he was invisible, mm. and I, um, I only noticed that. I only actually noticed that once uh, Edison Cavani came on. Yep. Because as soon as Edison Cavani came on, he made an instant impact, and. You know, it was so nice to see that we've got the the ability to bring on people from uh, off the bench and and make an impact. And another thing is that Bruno Fernandes was not there. He wasn't. And I'm not going to get into my gravy analogies because I get carried away. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) But I I do want to say that today he, he he was the cheap stuff. He was. And unfortunately, against all the top six clubs so far, or in any big game, he's been the cheap stuff. He has. And it's unfortunate because I'm I'm hugely fond of Bruno Fernandes. I think he's one of the best players in the world. But he's the best player in the world when it's... Not the best player in the world, one of the best players in the world when it's against opposition like West Brom. Yes, exactly. Or West Ham. Uh, teams that 
want to hold off and give him time on the ball. But this game, he was man-marked by Thiago. And he was restricted. I'll elaborate on that in a bit, in a bit. Yeah, he he couldn't get anything done. Yeah, he couldn't, Um, could he? So, Man United had half the amount of passes that that Liverpool had. Um, They had only 34% possession. Uh, Surprisingly, despite having nine less shots than Liverpool, we had one more on target than them. Uh, I'm going to let you talk about Liverpool's finishing, but all I can say now is that it was Bob. Yeah. Um, Man United had two great chances, and Alisson, who was the man of the match, saved them both. Unbelievable Um, keeper. But other than that, it it, it was a bland game Boring. to say that it was it was for the top of the Premier League and to say that it was a Man United-Liverpool game. But we've seen that consistently throughout this season, that all the big have. games have been quite boring. But yeah. I, I'm interested to hear what your analysis is on Liverpool. So Liverpool obviously wanted to put out their strongest lineup without their injuries. So obviously Virgil van Dijk injured... But fortunately, they, they they had Thiago back, and he, as you say, Marcus, gave Bruno Fernandes no room whatsoever. He was man marking him. Liverpool had obviously obviously done their analysis, and Thiago was all over Bruno Fernandes like a bad rash. Then you know, the game, the game was as you say boring. Liverpool had seventeen shots. Which means that you know, they, 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 they obviously got their shots, but as you say, Marcus, Man United had one more on target than them, which meant that, you know, you can't pick out your 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 winners in this game because if you were to pick them out, I mean, Marcus, yours would be biased, mine would be biased. We'd have to get it for someone who doesn't support Liverpool or Man United. We would. So now's the exactly. perfect time to say that. If you want to tell us who you think um, was the best player in that game, or make who sure deserved you follow to us win, on, yeah, or who you think deserved to win, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Foots and Bance Pod. Um, so yeah, a couple of uh, facts. Oh, I was going to say, Liverpool. I was going to say, I was going to say uh, one uh, one of the Liverpool facts actually. Um, Liverpool have failed to score in any of their last three Premier League matches which meant that this was their longest run since another three-match spell in March in 2005, which was when I was born. So, wow. Did, did, you know, did you know that Liverpool haven't lost a home game in two and a half years? I did not know that, but that is just... It's a phenomenal start. It is. It really is. It is. And uh, it's largely down to the acquisition of Virgil van Dijk. It is. And Alisson. It is. And Fabinho. It is. Um, but yeah, did you know um, Liverpool and Manchester United have drawn 0-0 at Anfield in, in the Premier League three times in the last five seasons? I did not know that. So it's starting to become a common occurrence that... It is, but I don't want to say anything. two men... These teams have too much respect. Yeah. For them. Yeah. And I feel like um, they need to go back to the days where they had no respect for, for the Steven, Ger- the Steven, like... the Steven Gerrard and Wayne Rooney days. I think we should go back to. Yeah, they need to go back to the days where, you know, playing Liverpool. Obviously, the players knew it was a big game, but the manager would play it like it's a game against Shrewsbury where you want to win ten nil. Exactly. And it uh, they used to be very attacking, and now they're not. And it's a shame. Obviously, going obviously back to... go on. Um, so I just wanted to say that because it ended up in a draw, both teams got one point, and that put Man United uh, clear at the top. Yeah. Uh, by 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 a margin, by three points still, because nothing changed. But that puts us in a difficult position with uh, with City, and it puts Liverpool in a difficult position with the rest of the league. Uh, Everton have a game in hand, and they can overtake Liverpool. So they can. Liverpool's slowly falling. They are. They are. Um, I was gonna say, uh, Bruno Fernandez had a had a had a free kick in this game, and oh my god, I had thought I thought that goal went in. I thought it went. Yeah, in. I thought I thought it went in. I as thought well, it was to a goal. Honest. I thought it was a goal. I, my heart was in my mouth, and 
I t- luckily I you enough, what, it was luckily enough, it went left of the post, and I was. It was so the bloody relieved. scousers cheating again. Well, you're saying we, cut, you're saying we we cut a hole in the net. You cut a hole in the net, and the ball went through, and you know. Um, I don't care what the TV cameras said. Obviously, Liverpool may have paid the TV cameras as well, <laughs> but but I, I'm 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 telling you, we should have won one nil. Liverpool, no, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. I'm Liverpool kidding. Liverpool obviously uh, started Jurgen Shakiri, Shakiri. Yeah. Um, so he never he, he never really gets a start, but Liverpool obviously thought, oh look, right, this is a decent chance to see what he can do against a strong side. So you know what, we'll it give is. him a go. But it's weird because when a player needs to prove something, I know it's a great game to tell them to 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 show us what you got. But in a game this important, exactly, it's a weird one by Klopp. It is. And another thing I want to ask you is, once Thiago starts getting more game time, do you think he can become one of the best midfielders in the league? Hundred percent. He's got the he's got the ability to. He does. He plays. He's obviously, 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 he's just come back from injury, but he he's capable of doing it, and I I back him hundred percent to do to be able to do that because he is a strong player, and he has got an extraordinary amount of skill. So I do back him to, to become a good, a very very good midfielder in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah he just yeah he was just announced that he was on the UEFA Team of the Year. Yeah. Um, team. That's quite interesting. It is. Um, moving on from the games, uh, Ozil has left Arsenal. He on has. A free. He has. He's gone to Fenerbahce in Turkey, and he looks he looks very very happy. I mean, obviously a sad loss, but for him himself, it's, very it's happy. A sad loss to the Premier League. It but, is. You know, we weren't getting the entertainment we deserved with with Ozil because he came to Arsenal from Real Madrid as one of the best midfielders in the world had a good few seasons at Arsenal and then all of a sudden he had uh, some contract talks at the same time that Sanchez left and ever since then he's been left out he has and at the start of this season you know Arteta left him out of both the Europa League and the Premier League squads and um, once Arsenal are, are failing and they weren't doing too well and their owner said that they need a creative spark in midfield. Urzel couldn't couldn't be there to help because he was left out. And I feel like now Urzel can go to Turkey and it will be a huge, huge, huge um, bonus to Fenerbahce. And I feel it like will. he'll do bits in that league. Surprisingly, I've just pulled up his Instagram account. And in his bio, it still says, football player at Arsenal FC. Really? It does. Maybe he's failed his medical. Maybe. Dun, dun, dun. Or maybe he's just, you know, <laughs> maybe he's just, oh, I want to stay playing for Arsenal, but I am going to go to, I'll keep all my shirts. I will, I'll come, I'll see when we play, when we play against Arsenal, I will be playing for Arsenal without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> but there is a, pic- <laughs> but there um... is a, but there is a picture of him. Uh, I think it's a video actually of him in his private jet, obviously on his way to Fenerbahce, which is quite sad. With his new baby girl. With his new baby girl, baby daughter, exactly. So it's a new life for her. I mean, to be honest, I I wouldn't want to bring up some kids in in Bloody. cold, rainy England exactly. if I'm there for no reason. If exactly. I was there for a reason, you know. But he's not there for a reason, so he's why not, not leave? Exactly. And uh, the last thing I want to cover in this episode is the celebrations. Close contact celebrations and Close whether, contact whether celebrations. they should be banned. Uh, let's, hear yep, your, let's hear your view on that first, Marcus. I feel like they should. Yep. I feel like with the amount of cases in, in football, because football players think that they can do whatever they want, um, I feel like it's a necessity that it's that it's in football as well as uh, swapping shirts at the end of the games, and I feel like it's a necessity because in these times when everyone's in lockdown, it's awesome that we're able to still watch football and football still able to go on, it and is. I feel like we should do everything in our power so that it continues. But unfortunately, the players continue to celebrate and they continue to shake hands. 
and they continued to hug. And there's actually a funny clip of Sam Allardyce after that West Brom Wolves game where he goes, all right, lads, just remember, no hugging and no kissing, all right. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Um, although I do, you know, you, you mentioned a bit, a bit about uh, the shirt swapping. That's football for yeah. you. Like that's the bit, the the thing I love about about these sports is people. Let's say, uh, let's say, let's say you know, a young Fulham player played against Chelsea and and he played against someone like Olivier Giroud, and he'd obviously maybe this this Fulham player was French. He may have looked up to Olivier Giroud and 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 he's obviously seen players get other people's other players shirts and that's the nice thing about football where you see all these things nice nice um what's the word i'm looking for nice gestures happening and that yeah. that's that would be a shame if that if that goes if that if that that because now that's been banned it's a shame to see that go because it's very nice to see very very nice it to is, see but i feel like as I said before, we need to do everything that we possibly can. Well, not we because we're not doing anything, but the football but players, the football players yeah. and the football clubs need to do everything that they can to they can prevent see. to prevent the cases going up. So, um, I've had uh, I've had mixed thoughts on this, but so I'm gonna have to agree with you here, Marcus. Um, it's unbelievable to see football on the television still. Um, considering uh, the the UK just had an, a huge number of cases again today, um, yeah. and it's just unbelievable to see that football is still on my Sky Sports. I'm still able to flick on to Liverpool v Man United, and, ha- and still I had able that game... to watch Liverpool not be at the top of the table. It's a great oh, shut time, up, I tell shut you. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like what about what about great... Man? Actually, no, Man United are top, aren't they? Uh, we are. So this is a great place to to end the podcast. It is. Um, Noah, I believe there's something that you want you would like to say about Fiverr. So my brother Finn, who makes the who's made kindly made the intro and outro song of this podcast. He um, loves his music. So those of you, please do give those of you listening, please do give him a follow on Fiverr. His account is finn.cowan. Please go and follow him and buy his music in order for our podcast to become more successful. No, that, that last part's false. But yeah, <laughs> please, go, please, please go check him out. We're not forcing you to buy anything. No, we're not forcing and you to buy anything, but do check him out. This is the end of the episode. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. And thanks for for listening to Foots Bounce and everything everything in in between. Cheers, boys. Shoot!